Welcome to Bayer Hortcast with your field representatives from right around Australia. In this Hortcast, we'll give you a quick wrap-up of the season at hand and things to look out for, including events coming up around you and everything related to growing healthy horticultural crops. We are passionate about the future of horticulture and crop protection, and we look forward to having you join us on Bayer Hortcast. Hello and welcome to Bayer Hortcast. This is episode six. My name's Craig White. I'm a market development agronomist with Bayer Australia and I'm really happy to be joined by Danny Buller, our sales manager for Australia and New Zealand with Bayer Vegetable Seeds. How are you today, Danny? Good, thanks, Craig. How are you going? Yeah, really good, thanks. Over here in southwest Western Australia, it's very wet at the moment. Uh, plenty of broadacre crops in the ground, but importantly, lots of veggies, of course. And I know that's your specialty, and we wanted to introduce you to Bayer Hawkcast listeners today and talk about a whole range of things that you are doing along with the crop protection team at Bayer. Um, so yeah, just give us a little bit of a background. Whereabouts are you based, Danny? And you know, what is um, Bayer Vegetable Seeds and Seminus and all of that about? Sure. Um, yeah, well, great to be here. Um, I am based in southeast Queensland on the Sunshine Coast, um, but I look after the entire sales team for um, Bayer Vegetable Seeds. Um, so that includes our two brands, Seminus Vegetable Seeds, um, which is our open field um, suite of products, and then also DeRoyta, which is our high-tech glasshouse suite of products. Um, so we... Um, we sell vegetable seeds to growers all across Australia. Probably about 20% of what you see in the supermarket um, is grown from our seeds. Um, and we've got a whole suite of products across Australia. Uh, it sounds really great. I mean, we know how important fresh fruit and vegetables are and, and vegetables um, being the key part there for you. So just tell us a little bit more, you know, why why does Bayer have a vegetable seeds business? You know, what's really the, the aim of it all and you know, you're trying to obviously grow food, but tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, well, here at Vegetables by Bayer, we like to say that we're healthy for the world and healthy for your business. Um, obviously, vegetables are a huge part of, um, well, they're very important to consumers. They're a very important part of our diet, um, but they're really important to the growers who grow them as well. Um, and what we're trying to do is sort of bridge that gap between um, the consumer and the grower um, in the sense that we know that we can only be successful if our grower customers are successful as well. Um, and they're trying to get product out to the market that is, uh, you know, attractive, tastes good, has long shelf life um, that the consumer wants. Um, but they're also trying to run a business and make money. And we know that um, as a vegetable seeds business, we can provide um varieties and traits um, that can help our grower customers um, do more and solve problems that are keeping them awake at night. Um, for example, we, um, we breed for things like yield, um, for flavour, for disease or virus resistance, um, improved shelf life, um, and also things like uh, labour-saving um, traits. So there's a whole host of work that we do behind the scenes, which takes years to come to fruition, um, where we're trying to bring growers a seed that will produce a product um, that will help them in their business. Yeah, it sounds really great. And as uh, just li listening to you describe some of those uh, 
those features and, and traits of the vegetables. My mouth was watering, actually, which is <laughs> unusual to say for veggies. I, I actually like the meat as well. But anyway, no, very good. Now, how many um, with Bayer vegetable seeds across the Seminus and De Reuter sort of businesses, how many breeding programs and crops and varieties and things like that are there? You know, how much vegetables would be produced from the seeds that go in the ground from Bayer vegetable seeds? Yeah, that's a good question. So from, um, you know, this is a this is an international company um, and we're able to draw from um, more than 20 breeding programs around the world. Um, so we've got a whole pool of germplasm and, and we can breed specifically for the Australian market and the New Zealand market, or we can also take products off the shelf from places overseas um, and bring them here where they will fit. Um, we have about 15 different crops that we operate in um, from things like uh, tomatoes, um, both open field and protected, um, capsicums, also both open field and protected. Um, we do onions, spinach, brassicas, sweet corn, beans, the list goes on. Um, and overall, we sell nearly 170 different varieties across those crops in Australia and New Zealand. Um, at the end of every year, we try and do a little reconciliation um, and think about, you know, what does that actually mean um, for, you know, what we've put out there into the market? And in 2020, um, we estimate that we saw that about 5.8 billion Bayer vegetable seeds were sown in Australia and New Zealand. Wow. Um, and that, yeah, I know, it's a, it's a lot of seeds. Yep. And, and, you know, we think that equates to about half a million tonnes of vegetables on Australian tables. Um, so, you know, that's, that's quite a big impact overall um, that, you know, Bayer vegetable seeds, but also the growers who produce our products are having year on year for Australians. Yeah, uh, very cool. Very good to hear. And so I'm sure you can get more information and uh, have a look at some of those figures if you're interested that Danny just talked about on seminus.com.au on the website. And I'll put that in the podcast notes for reference later on. You can have a look. And it's also a good way of helping to get in touch with you know local members of Danny's team, no doubt, uh, if they should want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And we're actually really lucky that we've got a a field team of professionals based all around Australia who are there to um, look after our grower customers. Um, we've got um, a market development team who are the technical experts and they're bringing all our new products to market. And then we've got our sales team as well who, you know, really work to understand the local growers, understand their business and make sure that we're offering the right products to suit their needs. Uh, that's really good. And, of course, um, you know, along with the, the wider Bayer, obviously, business, you know, look, working with the colleagues in crop protection, as you said, some of the, um, you know, the traits or the way you breed for disease resistance, for example, and things like that, but I'm sure complemented by the crop protection where needed is, is important, as well as, you know, those businesses that don't do that as well. We, we also do have our biologics range, but we've touched on that in other Bayer Hawkcasts. So very complimentary and the team working well together. And I believe um, some of you are attending some field days recently, Danny. Yeah, that's right. We were lucky enough to attend the Lockyer Valley Field Days with our Bayer Crop Science colleagues. Um, so that was held in Gatton on the 6th and 7th of June, just recently. Um, and we had a field day site there. 
Um, and it was it was a fantastic event. It was attended by growers and industry people from all over Australia, except for Victoria, I think, because Victoria was in lockdown at the time, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But everywhere else, um, we had people from Western Australia, from New South Wales, lots of growers from Queensland, um, coming to take a look at all the different products on display from Seminus and also from other seed companies. Um, And it was, you know, it was just really great to get out there and see everyone. And, um, you know, it was good that people got to see our products, but it was also really great to listen to growers and hear their feedback on what they need um, to help their business. And what was some of that feedback that you received? Can you sort of sum that up? And also what key products do you had on display? Yeah, sure. So, you know, one of the things that growers are talking about, particularly now that um, there's more restrictions during COVID, is um, labour. You know, and the cost of labour on farm is already very high. Um, And particularly in vegetables, vegetables is a a high labour industry. Um, A lot of crops are still hand harvested. There's not as much mechanisation or automation as in some other industries. Um, and, and growers would really like to be able to bring more mechanisation into um, their business to run more efficiently. Labour is actually really hard to find at the moment. Um, most growers rely on backpackers for labour. Um, and obviously, with our borders closed, um, backpackers are very hard to find. So labour savings are really big one. Um, and at the Gatton Field Days, we had some products which were specifically designed for labour saving and, and our global team have been working on these for quite a few years. So we had our high-rise broccoli range, um, a few different products from that line. Um, high-rise broccoli is broccoli that grows with an elongated stem um, and the crown um, at the top of the leaves. Um, and this elongated stem in the future, we hope, will allow for machine harvest, um, which means that at the moment, broccoli is cut by hand. Um, it involves people um, and it takes time. Um, in the future, if we can provide a product that is tall, is uniform um, and is sort of standing out from the canopy, that product can be easily harvested by machine. So that was a really interesting one. And we had three different products um, that were being shown. It was titanium, Eiffel, Hancock, and there was a fourth. There was Skytree as well. Um, So that started a lot of conversation with customers um, around the potential for those varieties in the future. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Wow, a lot of people wouldn't even realise that that is a feature or a thought that perhaps goes through, you know, you know, put the seeds in, grow the, you know, grow a tomato, grow a, a broccoli, grow a lettuce, whatever it might be. But uh, the fact that you are at Seminus uh, and De Reuter looking at those labour-saving traits and just how important they are is, yeah, very, very interesting indeed. And I'd love to hear more about those perhaps in future Hawkcasts. Yeah, no, we there's plenty of exciting stuff out there to share. I mean, another really cool thing we found about um, this particular broccoli, we've got one called Sky Tree, which is more of a floretting broccoli, which means you can break off the little branches much more easily. It's good for processing, but also the stem is really sweet. 
Um, so some people were interested to think about that STEM as a processing option as well um, and see what they could do with that. So that's sort of like a no waste option as well because you're using the crown for floriting and you're also using the STEM. Yep, sounds really good to me. That's excellent. The more broccoli we can use, the better, I reckon, Danny. Not everyone <laughs> yes, well, would agree it's meant with to that. Be a they? Super food. That's right. Not everyone <laughs> no, would agree I with that. No, I don't think my four-year-old would agree with that, but I think in general we're meant to eat more broccoli. Yep, no, nah, very good. I love it. Yeah, no, very good. Interesting. And it's great to look introduce listeners here to this whole other aspect of uh, Bayer vegetable seeds within the, the bigger Bayer crop science family, I suppose, of of uh, crop protection, seeds and traits, etc. So really, really good. Yeah. Now, as well, I think new spinach and collie varieties, uh, you touched on those, I believe, at these field yeah. days and, and maybe at Hawk Connections, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we had a few different cauliflowers on display. Um, there's a concept that we're trialling in Australia and globally um, called Curdivex. And uh, Curdivex maybe a funny name, but what it what it signifies is a bright white curd, which has a much more open wrapping. Um, so there's there's two benefits here. One is um, the curd remains white, which means that the cauliflower should be more attractive to consumers on the shelf. But the other part is is the curd, the wrapping, the leaves that are around the cauliflower are open which is actually a labour-saving trait because um, when you go to harvest, you don't have to spend all this time unwrapping the cauliflower to see if it's ready for harvest. You can just look in, you can see, and you can cut the cauliflower and move on. So um, it's uh, we've got a, quite a few different varieties for different windows that we're trialling at the moment, um, and, you know, we're hoping we'll start to see a bit more uptake over the next few years. Yeah, interesting. I've got a funny little story about cauliflowers. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Cool. Uh, may not be funny to everyone, but <laughs> it was um, it was an honour to be asked um, by this old chap's family years ago to be a pallbearer at his funeral. So a great honour. Uh, and his one of his wishes was he did not want any flowers on his casket. But when um, I was there, you know, the hearse arrived, there was a cauliflower in the middle of his casket, would you believe, a full cauliflower head because it was well known that this guy said the only good flower is a cauliflower. <laughs> so a little bit weird, but uh, yeah, I'll always remember that. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. Actually, his, uh, his wish was to uh, only have that one there. And he obviously was very fond of them. But um, what about spinach? Uh, I think you wanted to talk a little bit about spinach varieties as well. Yeah, well, we had some new spinach on display um, there as well. So we've just launched two new varieties of baby leaf spinach. Um, so we have Rangatoto, um, and this is for the shoulder season, so um, in spring and autumn. Um, and we've also got Mochitapu. This is a winter variety. Um, both have really good gloss and really good colour. Um, and since the field day, um, we have received quite a bit of interest in these two varieties. So it was really great to be able to get out there and, um, and show them off. The names, I believe, because um, we named these varieties locally, I think they were chosen by our New Zealand team um, because hopefully they'll start to sell them in New Zealand at some point too. Yeah, good. And I'm sure more information on the seminist.com.au website. Is that right? Absolutely. And you can also have a look at our Facebook page as well. If you're on Facebook, there's plenty of information on there. 
Very good. Let's just spell Seminus for everyone. Danny, how do we spell that? <laughs> Seminus is S-E-M-I-N-I-S. Very good. There you go. Um, and finally, just to talk about, I know Hawk Connections was on up in Queensland. My wife normally goes to that, but just with COVID and all those sort of complications, they, they didn't head across this year, but I still believe it went ahead and it was a really successful event and you were there with some of our crop protection, crop science colleagues and uh, gave you know attendees a, a nice tomato tasting experience. So can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Hawk Connections was a fantastic event. It was a big week, actually, going straight from Lockyer Valley Field Days to Hawk Connections. Um, But, yeah, Bayer had a stand there with um, crop protection and also um, the vegetable seed site. Um, And, you know, it's a great industry event. Unfortunately, once again, Victorians weren't able to attend. It didn't feel too empty. We did miss them, though. I was once a Victorian myself, so (laughs) I I really felt for them. Um, So, yeah, at the stand, we put on um, a Taste the Difference display, and this was actually part of um, our DeRota portfolio, Mm -hmm. which is our um, high-tech glass um, brand. And so we had two snacking tomatoes um, and – um, in a COVID-safe manner, what attendees were asked to do were come, was to come and taste each of these tomatoes and by scanning a QR code and answering some questions, um, people who taste the tomatoes were able to say which tomato they liked better. Um, and that helps us in terms of collecting data in terms of consumer preference so that when we're ready to launch these varieties, um, we can we can go to our our grower customers with data to say well actually we've tested and and this is what um this is this is what consumers prefer um it was a pretty small scale um sort of um, activation but it did register a lot of interest um, what we have done in the past is work with um, Melbourne University and other organisations to run consumer tasting panels for products like tomatoes, um, melons as well as another one that we've done, um, just to understand consumer preference for our products Um, and because that does help give growers a bit of an edge when they go and um, speak to supermarkets um, about certain categories. Any sneak peeks or any um, outcomes you can tell us about, or is that still a bit secret? Oh, it's still a bit secret, <laughs> that one, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, very good. So this is a snacking tomato, in other words, um, competing with, you know, um, what, junk food or with apples, for example? What's the idea behind that? I think you said snacking. Yeah, well, this, the, the, snacking, the snacking category has really taken off in the past few years, mm-hmm. um, sort of led by some really innovative grower companies as well. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, you've, you see snacking tomatoes in the supermarkets. There's lots of different brands. Um, there's also things like these days snacking cucumbers, snacking carrots. I think there's some snacking beans out there. And I think it's a great alternative, um, particularly for kids' lunchboxes, but also for adults at work, um, to be able to snack on fruits and vegetables rather than, you know, a a muesli bar or um, a piece of chocolate. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, what is it, sip and crunch or something that they do at school these days? That sounds like it would be a really good option for that, actually. Exactly, exactly. So I think um, we've been really interested in bringing products into that category um, that, once again, they've got to work for the grower um, in terms of yield and shelf life, and they've also got to work for the consumer in terms of flavour. So it's finding that special balance. 
Yep, right. love a good tomato. So that's um, really interesting to hear, and I'm sure we'll keep uh, listeners up to date um, on Bayer Hawkcast in the future. And of course, uh, as I said, through that seminus.com.au website. So, Danny, is there anything else you wanted to cover off before we say goodbye to you? Oh, no, not really. It was just a, a pleasure to be able to attend these two events, um, particularly with our crop science colleagues and getting to learn a bit more about, um, you know, the chemical applications and, and what they do for our customers. So, um, no, thank you very much for having me, Craig. It's been fantastic. Yeah, no, that's a pleasure. And, you know, we work hand in hand. I think that's the future because at the end of the day, you know, you're providing some fantastic options that you've talked about there for getting these uh, vegetables, you know, in the ground, all those seeds that you talked about, uh, millions of them, billions actually. And, uh, billions, yes. yeah. You know, ultimately we want to protect those crops, so that's the whole other part of the business. Uh, but integrating and working together is what it's all about, to keep bringing good, fresh fruit and vegetables, vegetables in this case, um, to Australian consumers and, as you say, uh, growers that want to produ- produce them sustainably and and uh, give us nice, healthy food. So, Danny, thanks very much for being on uh, Hawkcast. I'm going to go over and catch up with a couple of the crop protection guys down south in Victoria shortly. Sounds great. Thanks, Craig. See you later. Bye. Well, it's really great to catch up with Danielle Buller from the Bayer Vegetable Seeds business, and she gave us a really good insight into what Seminus and De Reuter offer there, and um, I hope you enjoyed that listening to it anyway and you know obviously one of the vegetable crops that's very very important around the world uh, certainly here in Australia uh, is lettuce and I'm joined today by Greg Davies one of our field agronomists to talk about lunar sensation a fungicide that can really help to protect lettuce and, and grow better lettuce so g'day Greg how are you today? G'day Whitey going very well thanks thanks for getting me on to your show. No worries, mate. No, good to have you on Bayer Hawkcast. And, um, you know, we wanted to talk specifically about this new registration or recent registration, I should call it, Lunar Sensation for Sclerotinia Right in Lettuce. But just before we do that, um, can you just give people a little bit of a background about yourself? You're a field agronomist with Bayer and um, I know you work well in our R&D team, research and development. So just give us a little bit of background. Where are you based? What area do you cover? Uh, sort of crops and a little bit of experience. Give us a little bit on that. Uh, yep, so based in Victoria, uh, so based out of Ballarat, uh, which is not the best place to be at the moment in winter, <laughs> but yeah, we're all, all surviving through it. Yep. Uh, been field agronomist with the R&D team at Bayer for uh, about 10 years now, um, and yeah, covering a, a range of horticultural crops, uh, with lettuce being a big focus the last few years, uh, looking at lunar sensation, so the other crops, yeah, cover all things from palm and stone fruit, um, yeah, into different vegetables and, and across a bit of broad acre as well. So a nice bit of variety around this part of the world. Yeah, certainly. I know we have a bit of interaction together in the broad acre space, but also um, I know yeah, your ex- experience here in the horticultural crops in particular has um, something you've been doing for quite a few years as well. So let's talk about Lunar Sensation then, Greg. It's the latest fungicide innovation from Bayer Crop Science, and yeah, just tell us what is it, um, what's the chemistry involved, and you know what's it really trying to do? Lunar Sensation, what's it aimed at? Yeah, so Lunar Sensation product already existing on the market and has for a number of years. It's it's a very versatile product, uh, covering a number of registrations around apples, pears, stone fruit, uh, avocados. Um, the recent introduction of lettuce to the to the product is. Um, yeah, been in the works from about 2018 when we first started uh, looking at, at lunar sensation in the trial work. 
So the, the product lunar sensation is a combination of two active ingredients. So there's a, a group seven, an SDHI, and a group 11, uh, strobe in there. So it's fluopyrum and trifloxystrobin. And what we found uh, over the years in, in lettuce uh, and, and in particular other crops, it's, uh, it's a really um, great combination of actives. And with a number of group sevens already in the market for serotinia control in lettuce, we see the added benefit of having the two actives in the one product in Lunar Sensation where uh, both actives contributing uh, significantly to sclerotinia control. Uh, so a, a fantastic resistance management tool um, to see both actives in, in each spray really contributing to that control, uh, a broad range of uh, diseases in these crops. And we found that particularly the case with uh, with uh, sclerotinia in lettuce. Yeah, and I'm certainly looking at um, one of our fact sheets that are, is available on the crop.bio.com.au website. I see a great photo there. I think it was probably a trial that you undertook at some point in the past. Um, really visual there alongside the untreated plots. So just tell us a little bit about sclerotinia. What does it do to lettuce? And, you know, therefore, why would we want to use or need to use lunar sensation and how would it fit as part of a you know, whole program in growing lettuce crops? Yeah, sclerotinia is a, a really nasty uh, disease in lettuce, uh, also called lettuce drop. Uh, yeah, the, the sclerotes exist in the soil and can last for a number of years. Um, so a continual problem year on year for many growers. Um, they live in the soil and infects the plant, uh, whether it's seeded or transplanted, uh, gets into that plant and and really causes that that lettuce to uh, basically drop. After infection, it will um, colonise around the base of the plant uh, and cause a lot of rot in there. And that reduces the ability for those um, uh, those vascular bundles to do what they need to do, and you see that lettuce just just drop out. And sometimes it's as quick as, as a couple of days. You'll, you'll be there one day, and the crop will look okay. Come back the next day after some some warm weather and, and maybe high humidity, a bit of rainfall, uh, and yeah, you have you have a lot of lettuce plants dropping out, uh, which obviously you can't harvest. Yeah, so no, what, certainly. Sorry, Greg. Look, certainly you can see on that photo there as a grower, you'd be pretty disappointed. Uh, with that level of sclerotinia and missing plants, but also then even if it does sort of, um, I guess, limp through, um, wouldn't be a very good-looking piece of lettuce or lettuce leaves, would it? Yeah, exactly. So that that infected lettuce is now a, a major source of inoculant for the next year. And, and that photo you're talking about on the fact sheet, um, that's from a, uh, a number of trials across uh, various states. And, and that one there was in Bacchus Marsh in Victoria, so a major lettuce-growing area. and um, yeah, that was a really good trial, really even uh, plant stand in there to um, to test the chemistry on and uh, and it was, yeah, quite quite visual to see in the paddock as we're walking around. So, Greg, how does it fit as part of an overall program? Obviously, imagine, you know, a number of fungicide applications would be needed. Is it is it a programmed approach? Do you wait till you see disease or do you just sort of get it in there as part of a program to keep that sclerotinia, keep that down? What, what's the best way to use it? Uh, the best way that we recommend using the product is is to get in early in the crop, uh, get that that good product lunar sensation in there early to give you the best chance of of achieving that highest control possible. So, it's a maximum of two applications of lunar sensation per year uh, on your paddock. So, there's a bit of thought to go in around how you want your groups, so group seven and eleven, to fit into your program. But certainly, looking at it early in the program would be better. Uh, providing that best control and um, yeah then you've got a range of other chemistries that can then 
build on top of that good sort of starting platform of, of sclerotinia control that you start with. Yeah, very good. Um, and Greg, I know you mentioned certainly with sclerotinia uh, and the carryover, obviously sclerotes in the soil and on the you know, old material that might be there. Uh, in Broadacre, we would know that as stubble, I suppose, and uh, we we have issues with it too in canola crops. But just back here, I noticed too that with um, with lunar sensation, there is trans translaminar effect um, from the product as well, meaning it can get right through the leaf. Obviously, uh, sclerotes, you know, perhaps infecting from underneath or all over the plant, really. So, what's the you know why is this translaminar effect? What does that mean, and why is that such a key important point? Yeah, really good point, Whitey, on on the product and and what contributes to it providing such excellent control with Sulpirum and Trifloxystrobin. So the two actives both uh, inhibiting that germination um, of of the disease. Uh, with lettuce growing often quite close to the ground, it's in real proximity to those sclerotes, which we're trying to protect against. So having a product that can get into the plant and move around quite easily. Uh, gives that protection often to the underside of the leaves um, through that translaminar movement where your spray application is not directly hitting. But uh, Lunar Sensation sees, yeah, that product, those two actives move through and provide that protection against those high-risk parts of the plant, I guess you'd say. Yeah, that's a really important point too. So, no, very good, good attributes there of Lunar Sensation. So the combination of two active ingredients I think is probably a key there. Um, and getting it on early, but then you know, those applications being around 7 to 14 days apart um, is really important. What about withholding periods? Um, any comments on that and compatibilities with other products? Uh, yep, so registered now with a 7-day withholding period. Um, so particularly when you're looking at early in the program, that yeah, huge flexibility to, to slot it in uh, where you'd like. Um, Compatibility-wise, we've had a good look over the last couple of years uh, in Victoria and Queensland. Uh, I think we've looked at about 15 different product compatibilities, um, and and so far we haven't had any issues with, um, yeah, any any crop issues with any product that we've tested. So we, over the couple of years in development, we had a number of agronomy groups through, and, and each time we sort of collect information on what products uh, are relevant for. Uh, looking at mixing in that early window uh, and yeah we've tested uh, I'd like to think the majority of those so any particular concerns you might have um, yeah definitely please contact your local um, Bayer rep and they'll be able to talk you through what we've looked at and, and what we know is safe. Yeah really good point there too so crop.bayer.com.au you can find our local representatives or your local representative in your area to talk about this if it's of interest to you which I'm sure it should be and Greg, obviously being a new registration into lettuce, um, as you said, the product's been around for a little while in other crops, but you know, what's been the early experience or how do people get in touch if they want to have a look at and find more about it? Uh, yeah, so particularly in the development of the product, we really tried to involve the um, relevant agronomic groups in the area. So with the help of um, our colleagues, Troy Mulcahy and, and Alistair Bayer, we were able to get a, a number of groups through these early development trials and um, yeah, sort of bring them along the development journey with us and, and point out, uh, yeah, see, see the product performing in the field, uh, which is always the best way to go. Um, and I know a number of these sites where people did view it, um, the main feedback was, uh, when's it available? So it took a couple of years to get the registration um, through all the development work that we, we like to cover off. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're happy to say that it is now available. So, uh, yeah, you can pick that up. Uh, as you said, the agronomists that came through and had a look at the trial work, Greg, um, 
pretty much said to you when it's available, let us know. So I'm sure they're right amongst at the moment. And on our website, if you look for or search for Lunar Sensation, you can pretty much uh, get a great heap of resources and good information. So at a glance, what the product does, so a good summary of what Greg's talked about here, which crops it's suitable in, compatibility, and I note there's a really extensive list there actually, Greg, so that's really good. And then, of course, the important uh, one of my favourite pages or tabs on our website is the resources page, which has different crop guides, obviously this uh, safety data sheets and product labels. So make sure you check that out as well at crop.bayer.com.au. Uh, but Greg, and thanks very much for catching up with me and talking about Lunar Sensation in Lettuce. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, Whitey. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to this Bayer Hortcast. To get more information about anything you heard on today's episode, phone 1-800-804-479 to get in touch with us or visit the web at crop.bayer.com.au. Thanks for listening.